What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Hello and welcome along to this month's edition of the Music for Modern Living Radio Show right here on Blue and Green Radio. You're locked in with me, Nigel Gentry. Party people, this is Mr. V of Confessions of a Curly Mind broadcasting through Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Ride the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Twisted Souls. You're listening to the Blue and Green podcast, and I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. You're tuned into another episode of the Blue in Green podcast. My name's Imran. Thank you very much for tuning in today. We have a fantastic show. Uh, before we get there, however, a quick uh, reminder that the Blue in Green podcast runs in conjunction with Blue in Green Radio. We'd love for you to uh, check us out at blueingreenradio.com. We're a London-based internet radio station that is incredibly fortunate uh, to be able to pull shows, uh, be able to host shows, I should say, uh, from across the world, from the UK to Niigata, Japan, to San Jose, California, Denver, Colorado, Melbourne, Australia, Paris, France. So we're uh, just over the moon with just this incredible roster and would love for you to uh, check us out again at blueandgreenradio.com so thank you very much for doing so this podcast series um gives us the opportunity to meet so many of our blue and green radio presenters but also the incredible opportunity to talk to some amazing artists that we're uh, always very very grateful that we kind of have the opportunity to kind of catch up with It gives me great excitement to say that today's podcast features an exclusive uh, chat with Georgie Sweet. Her debut album is on the eve of release uh, with the amazing Futuristica music and um, the album is called Misunderstood. It is due for release on the 19th of October uh, 2020. You can go to the Futuristica Music Bandcamp page for pre-orders that are available and you can also hear a couple of the songs from the album. Um, it's an album that's really been in the works for a long time, uh, considerably longer than I actually thought. Uh, you can hear Georgie Sweet on Futuristica releases as far back as 2018, namely uh, Simon S's amazing album, Music for Alternative Souls. You'll hear Georgie on a couple of songs, uh, well, three songs really, uh, from the album, including Half Human and uh, Sunshine Through the Trees, and then the extended, like near seven minute version of Half Human as well. There's an array of uh, Futuristica uh, personnel attached to the album um, as well, from Mecca 83 to Simon S, of course, to Mark Rapson. Uh, so it's just a, a great lineup, K15 as well. And while we're at it, let's talk about the amazing 2020 for Futuristica Music as well. There was the just the stunning album from Deborah Jordan, See in the Dark, that we just head over heels for. There was um, the subsequent remixes uh, that stemmed from that album by DJ Spinner, KD Tatham and Nicolay from Foreign Exchange. There was also the brand new um, single releases from La Note with the Mark Rapson and the album version produced by As Valet uh, of the single One Way. And then there's this, this incredible debut project from Georgie Sweet that really couldn't sound any better. It is just a, it's a brilliant, brilliant album, one of the best things I've, I've heard this year. So I'm really, really excited to kind of share this conversation with you guys um 
Regular listeners of the podcast will know we feature two songs on every episode. Our guest uh, will pick our closing number. Of course, that's that rests with Georgie uh, for the show today. But I get the luxury of picking the opening one, and um, I'm going to pick from the album Misunderstood. It's a song we actually discuss uh, at length, uh, which is really fun. It's really good to have, to have sort of delved into it. But the song I'm going to pick is Half Human, uh, which originally appeared in 2018's Simon S's music for alternative souls so um we'll go straight to that track right now following that we'll go to our conversation with georgie thank you so much for tuning in i very much hope you enjoyed the episode and will be inspired to uh check out her debut album misunderstood on futuristic music thanks very much friends and i hope you enjoy the show
I'm so grateful for your time. This feels like a really unsociable <laughs> hour. <laughs> no, that's ever picked it before. <laughs> no, that's honestly perfect. I I need to start waking up earlier anyway, so you help me out. <laughs> <laughs> I was curious if this was just if you were like, yeah, Sunday morning, I'm up at eight. Let's you know, and I this is when I get stuff done. I thought, wow, this has never happened. I get Saturday <laughs> nights at midnight. I get all kinds of times, but no one's ever said bright and early on a Sunday morning. <laughs> well there you go what can I say very good yeah well you're you're clearly very busy I imagine you on the verge of releasing a stunning piece of work so uh which I'm I'm very keen to 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 kind of delve into so uh yes of course firstly thank you so much for your time I really really appreciate it thank you um and um um uh, how how has life been treating you firstly I suppose with with the events of the last say six months or so I mean has it been treating you well I think Simon said you were back at uni now yeah yeah it's been all right I spent a long time at home with my mum so that was quite nice got time to sort of play around a bit of music make a few bits with my artwork and stuff but um, I'm back at uni now so back in my student house and uh, it's all right uni's a bit weird because it's all online but yeah it's all right it's not too bad not too bad yeah it's it's um may I ask what year you're in yeah, I'm in second year, so okay. had freshers and all that last year. So right, I was going to yeah. say, <laughs> I read a lot about people's like who are heartbroken, uh, basically having to miss out on this kind of oh, key po- this key point of uni, really, isn't it? That kind of freshers exactly uh, those yeah. opening months. So yeah, okay. Well, at least you've had that, and you have your friends and everything like that already. Then yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not too bad. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess well, yes. As I said, congratulations on misunderstood. Thank uh, you. Like, what is what is this kind of period for you right now? Like, are you kind of filled with excitement, or is it or is it dread <laughs> at, um, at basically this sort of entering this experience at this point? I don't know. I feel like it's mostly excitement. I mean, it's kind of been a long time coming as well because obviously this mm. album. Oh, it's kind of wasn't really meant to be an album, but it's probably been in the making process for about, I don't know, seven years. So it's kind of like I'm really looking forward to making more music and maybe making a project that's like takes a month to make. So, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be exciting. It's a bit nerve wracking, but um, I'm 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 just looking forward to it. I can't wait. So we're, I guess we're, we're kind of talking, it's the uh, 11th of October. It's not due out until the 19th officially. Yeah. Um, but uh, so there are obviously songs that are, have been released and there are early reviews coming in. And just looking at the response to it online is, is pretty, it's really exciting just to see it. Yeah. I mean, I've been familiar with your music for a couple of years uh, as a part of Futuristica and uh, releases on Simon's album and the previous single releases so this does I had no idea seven years was sort of the length of time building up to it but um it's exciting for it to kind of see that get the response that it's getting so far yeah it's it's been absolutely wonderful I mean I have struggled in the past with feeling like I'm sort of good enough to be able to do this kind of stuff but seeing people who are sort of separate from the music and haven't been in the music process um, like making it when I've been making it it has been lovely to be able to hear those comments and people who are obviously in the industry really enjoying it and getting the comparisons to other artists that I look up to like it has been a really fulfilling and great process to see that come through so yeah I think it's it's all really great actually <laughs> yeah absolutely so how far how far back does it go your, your how far back do your ties with futuristica go because I, I think i've cited uh the 
2018 contributions that you had to Simon's Music for Alternative yeah. Souls album, which were amazing, which were such great standouts uh, uh, from that album with Half Human and uh, Sunshine Through the Trees. So uh, obviously you, you go further back than, than 2018, obviously. Yeah, so um, I met Debbie actually because I was in my school choir and she came in to do a sort of jazz workshop. And um, oh, cool. I went up to her and I asked if she does any jazz singing lessons. And she said, yes. And that was probably when I was about 13, 14. Oh, um, wow. So, yeah, that's kind of how long I've uh, known them and been going around. And then it kind of just developed into this kind of music parents relationship, um, which is <laughs> like really lovely. I obviously didn't really expect that when I first spoke to Debbie. But now over the past seven years, from about 13 to 20, it's, um, yeah, just flourished into this really lovely relationship where we make music and share music and um yeah they're like mentors to me so yeah it's been um a lovely experience getting to know them and becoming part of the futuristic family yeah it's been uh, I've I've had the the luxury of talking to to both Simon and Deborah separately and they they're both very keen there uh to kind of discuss their excitement for for you and um and kind of your your relationship and your music but uh I suppose the sort of the real you know get to the point question is what's Deborah Jordan like as a teacher she's she's strict isn't she she's she? really strict <laughs> uh, you could you could tell me no oh, one's yeah. gonna hear this it's oh, okay yeah. she's she was so strict <laughs> she's just so strict honestly I could yeah. do anything in the lessons <laughs> <laughs> you're late get here saving, saving scales. Fair, I was quite late quite a lot of the time <laughs> She was very understanding. She always understood the traffic. So yeah, she was very strict. <laughs> yes, I, 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 I feared you wouldn't be as honest as you've just been. So I'm, I'm, re- <laughs> I'm relieved. No, I absolutely, I can't, I can't think of anyone who would, no, kind she... of be able to bestow like her talents more eloquently oh, wow, than yeah. than her. I can't imagine what a sort of. Uh, I, it's funny. I've spoken to a couple of people who cite her as their kind of uh, just an incredible source of information and knowledge and uh, wisdom and it, I can't think what that yeah what that experience is like to have her as, as that role for yourself I mean it's kind of like I couldn't have asked for anyone better really she's mm. she really taught me so much as in even just going around and her showing music that is now like now my biggest inspirations um even like for a base level like that it's kind of like she really has just helped me grow from the ground up Mm. she's just she's so caring as well she's like a second mum to me so it's it's been an amazing experience I feel so so blessed to have them in my life I feel like it was kind of meant to be (laughs) it was like sort of fate and I feel like anyone else who gets any kind of um tutoring from her they're very lucky (laughs) yeah how did and that transition to sort of meeting uh Simon and kind of being inducted into Futuristica how did that kind of present itself yeah so that that was quite I mean it didn't happen slowly but I'd say it happened over a couple of years it was kind of like I was going going over there doing my singing lessons and I think he was sort of secretly uh listening in downstairs (laughs) (laughs) uh peering up uh over the staircase um so yeah I mean it ended up being like he would come in the room and then he'd start to play me beats and um it just started it kind of developed like that really and then he started to talk about uh getting me involved in the label and um making an EP um so yeah it kind of happened quite slowly but I suppose we're here now and um yeah he was he was also a very big part of um my growth as well over the past couple of years 
um just because they're so both so supportive and mm. really made me feel like I could do it so yeah both of them are just the best amazing they um what so you were you were in choir at, at say 13 I think you said and then yeah. you wanted to sort of explore uh jazz uh vocals I mean what where were you at that point how how how, how much into music where you at that point what were you trying to kind of explore yeah I think when I was about that age I mean I was very much into musical theatre which is like quite far away from me now I um I think that's just because what my music department at school was kind of centered around so I was singing a lot of um, musical theatre and sort of classical music um but I always knew that I loved jazz and I loved soul um and I just I grew up on that stuff with my mum and my dad like that was what we always had playing in the house. Um, and I knew that it's kind of what made my ears tick. It's like mm. what really made me feel like I want to do this. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of having her come in and do this really experimental jazz and um, all this crazy stuff as well with Robert Mitchell when he came into the school as well. Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah. So that was another experience where I was like, this is great. Like, this is what really inspires me. Um so yeah it was kind of that transition I'd say when I was leaving school um where I kind of moved over from the more classical music into the more experimental jazz and realized that that was my cup of tea and yeah and it kind of I suppose it that's kind of evolved as well now hasn't it into like a whole other sound in terms of the musical and misunderstood yeah definitely I mean I've I know that Simon's really inspired by hip-hop and um jazz and all of that so having that as well like those beats coming in and me being able to explore on them it's kind of helped me develop my sound as well um so yeah it's kind of all been a like a growth process where I'm really starting to or trying to um find my sound mm. do you kind of yeah so as those those early sessions and when you started to you know put the album the concept of it, whether it was the ep or the album first did you kind of have a kind of a clearer indication at that point or what you were trying to like if you could have started if you could have heard misunderstood you know five years ago is that like yeah. yep that's what i was going for or is it a case of i never would have thought that this would have been where you know what the end result would have been you know with all those years in between yeah I I feel like it's a bit of both really because um Hmm. I didn't really start writing until Half Human that that was the first song I ever wrote oh really yeah I I actually um Debbie really um kind of (laughs) told me that I needed to start writing because I was really um I don't know not embarrassed but I think I was just really timid of it and I was really scared of it and I just didn't think I was good enough really um and she told me that uh to just go for it so I think back then if I knew I was going to have a full album I probably (laughs) probably would have been quite um surprised but yeah I'd say that the sound definitely does match up to what I'd kind of envisioned my album to be I think it's like what I love about it is the fact that it is sort of all those people that have really helped me in the beginning um, and they sent me their beats and really eager to, for me to sing on them. Um, wow. It's kind of like all of those people um, in one format. And I think because of that, it's quite special to me. It's kind of like all the people that really helped me in the beginning. So, yeah, I think for that reason, it's kind of like couldn't have seen it going any other way, really. You kind of dis- you describe yourself as potentially being like a bit shy and kind of timid about putting yourself out there. What what? Yeah 
what made you more or what makes you more nervous the concept of writing and sharing yourself in that way or performing live in front of people I, I think it's kind of like I think it's the idea of putting myself out there as like a person that does stuff like this I think that's what intimidates me the most is um sort of having my name out there and having people associate me with my music I I think it's it's simultaneously so exciting but so scary and I used to get so overwhelmed with it when I was younger I've gone a bit better of it now um but yeah I just think it comes from it's uh not really having much of that when I was younger people telling me that I was kind of good um in terms of songwriting so Hmm. yeah I think it's all just a sort of learning process but I'm definitely getting a bit better now (laughs) but that's I'm really kind of I'm really fascinated by what you said about say half human so that's like the first song that you wrote and I I find that fascinating because it's really 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 good like it's it's just from the writing I like I've always gravitated to that song but it is a personal song it is a it is quite like I I, you know um, I don't know what it was what it it could be complete fictitious scenario but it's still quite an open and honest song in in its own way so I find that really interesting that that was you really confronted it head on it's what I I mean to say I think I know well I mean that song is quite fiery it has it has got a sassy undertone to it but um (laughs) (laughs) I mean yeah I mean half human it was kind of like I think when I first started writing I sort of didn't really understand how to approach a song I kind of sat there and was like what's going on in my life which I think is actually quite a good way of writing songs um but it was kind of more that kind of thing and then I really do enjoy writing as well um so it was more of like a writing um experiment for me and then Mm. I kind of used one of Simon's beats and applied it to that so yeah it was um it was definitely because I when I first recorded it I thought it was just awful I I really thought it was just (laughs) the worst song ever (laughs) (laughs) so so it it was it was quite weird actually hearing um, Simon and Debbie say they really like it so yeah I think um that was quite a turning point for me with that one um you must have really hated the extended version of it then (laughs) (laughs) the five minute version you must have gone no turn it off (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh no I've, I'm stunned that's really interesting so do you um when you say that as a good way to start the approach to songwriting in terms of what's going on in your life do you find that's always your jumping point or is it ever a case of let me try write something completely fictitious something that doesn't relate to me at all something that relates to a scenario someone else yeah. um, is going through or something that I saw in a movie or something like that do you ever kind of say let's let's detach myself from this process completely I think I actually haven't ever really thought about it like that. I think it's kind of like, that's probably a process I'd quite like to delve into in the future. But I think just from like an instinctive point of view, like where I kind of just sit down and I'm like, how do I do this? It does Mm. always tend to come from personal experience or experiences from my family and just kind of things that I've gone through and I can understand. Um, I tend to just lean towards that I think it's just because it also comes from when I'm singing I also find that I can I don't know like come from a place that's maybe more sort of natural and quite pure um so yeah I think um 
I have always tended to write from my own experience. So make the album what you will, I guess. <laughs> There's some uh, <laughs> um, true experiences in there. But um, yeah, I think that's... But I would, I would definitely like to experiment in writing more based on other people's lives and movies mm. and things. I think that'd be really cool. Well, the idea of writing for other people, is that something you reckon you'd like to do as well? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to do that. I think it's kind of like, I don't know if I'm quite there yet in terms of thinking right. I'm sort of good enough. I think um, I'd be worried that they'd get it and be like, this is terrible. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think in the future, it would be something that I would I'd absolutely love to do, definitely. It's funny because... Um... I think of having spoken to sort of uh, to Deborah and Simon and they when they discuss you they both they both say uh, they both describe you as someone who clearly has no idea how good they actually are oh, and I, I kind of feel like that that is that's probably where the magic lies <laughs> I think in its own in its own way because if you probably knew you'd be like yeah I'm awesome <laughs> and to heck with you all and it's like yeah. I kind of feel like that's that's a huge part of your charm and it's oh, it's right. it's funny because you, you you want someone to see to re- to recognize and have that confidence of kind of how good they are but uh in a way it's like yeah let's not force it because there's there's genuine magic here <laughs> oh thank you that's so sweet yeah I think um I mean yeah that's what they've said to me so I'm just gonna sort of keep drumming on <laughs> and uh keep on making music and thinking it's rubbish um because <laughs> it just seemed to be sort of working so <laughs> <laughs> um well, you well okay well and on that note let's discuss misunderstood so, <laughs> um it's yeah right so it's 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 wonderful it is it is it is such an incredible project yeah and you've Thank really you. got like a, a dream team of futuristic names i know kind of attached to right. it from yeah from from simon and mark rapson and mecca 83 uh k15 i mean I, how, how how are these processes kind of all put together like what is the was there a, a particular person that Simon said okay let's let's go to this person first and let's use this as a springboard mm-hmm. to go from there or was it just let's just work with loads of people and just see what works like how how was that how were those processes working yeah I mean it was kind of I would just get sent a beat from one of them um it, it we didn't really have any process it was all quite um sporadic actually um it was kind of just I'd get a beat and I'd make a demo um send it over to them and then they would have a little look through it and I get it back um and develop it a little bit I wouldn't really say that there was any sort of um sense to it really it was kind of just like hear this beat and if you like it sing something on it um and then over time we just kind of built up this catalog of um of songs that I'd done with all these different people from Futuristica mm-hmm. um and it's it's quite nice, really, because it's kind of like I've got beats from 2015 and then I've got beats from 2020 wow. on there. So it's kind of like I feel like maybe they feel like their beats as well are the same as me. Like they've written stuff from years ago and they've written new stuff on there. So it's kind of like this big mashup of the last five years wow. of everyone's styles on the album. Um so yeah, I'd say in terms of the process, it was kind of a bit of a, a I don't know, like a bit of a party really. It was kind <laughs> of just a, <laughs> sort of a listen to a beat, make it, sing on it. If we like it, we'll progress it. And it was kind of like that with all of them. Like sometimes I wouldn't be working on any and sometimes I'd be working on three at a time. Wow. Um, so yeah, it was that kind of that kind of process really. 
that's that's super cool there was um because there is a strong hip-hop aesthetic kind of that runs through obviously courtesy yeah. of simon and uh, mecca uh 83 as well i mean are you are you a particular fan of that that kind of sound in your music as well i do i do like hip-hop it's not i wouldn't say it's like naturally what i used to gravitate towards but i think as i've gotten older and i've been around simon and i've been around people who really appreciate it i've really grown to appreciate it and mm. i've really developed a love of singing over those kind of beats because it's it's kind of fun it's like you get this beat that you know might sound quite um stray and it feels very consistent it doesn't really move around much right. um but it's always been so fun to get those beats and try and work out how to make it play and how to make it um bounce around and create a sort of arch within this consistent beat um i've always really enjoyed doing that and trying to work out what melodies work to make it feel like it has a verse and a chorus and that kind of consistency to it um so yeah i think that's what i've really enjoyed about hip-hop is like it kind of feels like i'm an extra instrument on top of it that's kind of um making the sort of uh structure of it as well um so yeah that's that's what i've been really enjoying about doing uh more hip-hop beats um yeah is that kind of idea so yeah that's a great outlook. That's really interesting. A way of kind yeah. of putting like the marrying up your voice with with the the kind of the music as well. That's a really interesting perspective. Yeah, I think with hip hop as well. Like, I think as well, not particularly having listened to it in the past, right. um, it was quite, I think, maybe refreshing for me as well because I kind of came at it at a point that was like, how do I make this sound more like me as well? Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just about to say that. I think that was also quite exciting for me. That's right. And you're free of, say, rules that would already be in place for others who are kind of approaching music like that for the first time as well. If you're, you know, if you're, yeah. you're, you've been listening to it for years and years, then you know what you think you're supposed to do with it, as opposed to being able to go in new directions. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think it was just kind of like a sort of blank canvas for me, really, because I didn't exactly, I didn't have anything to really reference apart right. from maybe slightly more. Um, crazy jazz that I would listen to and learn off by heart I kind of referenced more that kind of stuff um so yeah very cool you in in regards to the crazy jazz I thought a really exciting name that you had on the on the album was Theo Howarth from uh from Vertal who like that it's a I hope I'm not wrong in saying this but I think it's a new name for Futuristica as well um I think think yeah I don't think I've seen his name on on other Futuristica projects but I always thought that was a really cool uh kind of uh, inclusion for for the album as well yeah, it was it was great. I mean, I love their band anyway. I've been listening to quite a lot of their stuff, yeah. um, especially after I actually recorded that track. Um, it's just I just love that kind of music, the kind of crazy jazz freestyle. It's it's just um, awesome, and you can tell when you watch them perform that they love it and they mm. just get so into it. Um, and I, I don't, I'd love to work with them actually in the future as a band. I think that would just be great if I could um, maybe that get that kind of flavor into one of my albums as well right. to um, sort of work in with the hip hop. Um, yeah. I think that would be awesome as well to get to do that. One yeah. Day. And credit to, to, uh, to Theo. I mean, he came up with oh, something yeah. completely different from Vertal's music as well. So that was a real, yeah, yeah it was really exciting. You wouldn't have necessarily thought they were from the same kind of camps, which is super cool. I suppose that the album also has the, the, 
the wonderful inclusion of the live version of uh, Sorry as well, which had been sort of released early as a single. And that's a lovely way to kind of close out uh, yeah. the album. It's just you and um, Mr. Mark Rapson uh, yeah. kind of performing that, which is a really, really cool... Uh, it's a, it, well, it's a lovely inclusion to the album, a lovely way to close it. There is a YouTube video of it as well. Do you have any yes. kind of uh, memories about that uh, when you guys perform that one together? I do. I The main thing that sticks out to me is the uh, Star Wars pajama bottoms. <laughs> right that was my 17th question about this performance (laughs) that for some reason that's the one thing that really (laughs) sticks out um they were they were an absolute chef's kiss um addition to the performance I wouldn't have changed it (laughs) um um, so yeah I mean apart from them um it was yeah it was great it was kind of Again, I mean, we did go over there and plan to um, record and make this live version. Um, but I did, I th- I, if I remember rightly, I think the first few times I kept sort of messing up. And then um, it was on this one time, which we've got on the album and in the YouTube video, um, where it just all kind of seemed to work and the sort of energy felt right in the room. And um, yeah, I think... Um, I mean that was a great day anyway because obviously I think that was one of the first times for meeting me meeting raps um so yeah that was great anyway and obviously he's hilarious so I mean it was it was outside of that take it was um it was all very funny and he's he's a proper laugh so yeah (laughs) it was kind of um that that, those uh, few minutes recording that were kind of the only really sort of serious (laughs) minutes in the day um, but yeah, it was it was a great it was a great day that, and I'd love to do more of those because um, it was quite challenging as well to try and get it all in one take and feel happy with that one take. Um, so yeah, I would definitely like to do more of them. Amazing, amazing, and just to say about Mark Raps, I'm like, what an amazing year he's having as well from work on your album, Deborah Jordan's uh, yeah. album as well, uh, the La Note remix, which Futuristic have just released as well. Yep. So what an amazing year! I can't think what it's like to sort of be able to create music with uh, a, a man of that uh, a genius talent. It's uh, it must Definitely. be incredible. It is. It is great. Well, I mean, when we um, again, because I haven't met him loads of times, I've probably met about three times now. Um, but each time has been a real sort of great kind of life-changing experience in a way because um another time I met him was when we wrote um oh no his what his on my brain starts to frazzle um what I had done <laughs> um right we wrote that in a day um just just in Debbie and Simon's studio and that was just such a cool experience because I was doing all the stacked harmonies um in the sort of versy bit um, and just having that kind of inspiration and someone who can just whip up a beat like that, that is so kind of cool and like really makes me want to sing. Mm. It was just such a great experience. So yeah, he deserves everything that has happened really. Um, yeah. And he's also a legend. He's also very funny. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, yeah, it's great. Excellent. So as regards that sort of live video, I mean, like in general, do you kind of, enjoy performing live because obviously you know um, uh, 2020 being the year that it was you're not really able to kind of maybe promote the album in a live context maybe is that something that you would like to have done yeah I mean 
I would have loved to have done that. I, I haven't performed live in, in quite a while now, really. I used to do it quite a lot when I was younger. Oh, cool. um, but In what context was that? Was that as part of the choir or is that a part of other bands or anything like that? Or Yeah, that, I mean, that was it was sort of choir and I used to do shows and stuff at school. So, I mean, it's not oh, cool. it's not like, wow, but... Um, it is wow. <laughs> it's in front of lots of people. You're putting yourself out there in a really brave way. No, no, it is wow. It's absolutely wow. I know, yeah. Well, it was kind of like... I had that exposure to having an audience and having to be consistent with my singing. So I think, yeah, from quite a young age, I did, I did have exposure to that. Um, But I haven't probably done it in, I mean, ages, especially since I started doing this album. I don't really think I've sung live. Um, So yeah, it is sad. I I would have loved to have had that experience, but it's, it's all right. I'm sure, I'm sure the time will come um, where, (laughs) that can take place and I can start to develop my life skills um, as well. So, mm. yeah. Have you kind of given that foresight to what the next kind of music making project would be? Yeah. Or would you I want mean, it to sort of sound like or anything? I think, I think it's going to be quite an interesting process because I'm definitely going to keep going with the kind of sound that I've got here, but I think it's just also going to be about, um, maybe developing more of like my demos ideas Mm. um maybe trying out with different beat makers different producers um but I think the same tone and the same sort of flow going on and obviously still having the classics like Mecca and K15 and obviously Raps and Simon um Mm -hmm. all of them on the next album as well um amazing yeah I think it's just about sort of exploring more and trying different stuff um in the next album so yeah I'm just I I don't really know I think that's what exciting about it is it's just kind of be like I don't really know until it happens if you know what I mean so um yeah I think that's what's quite exciting about it it's funny when you talk to people in this sort of situation where the album's on the verge of coming out they're either bursting with creativity or things they want to do next or they're kind of like I just want to detach myself from this whole process for a little while and come up with start from scratch and start afresh you know when enough time has kind of passed you've digested it all and you kind of move on from there. I think obviously because it's been such a long time coming this album I've if anything it's I just want to get straight back into it again because wow, I think it's cool. been um such a sort of um a, yeah like a long time coming it's kind of like I haven't actually really made anything for a couple of months mm. um so I think although like there is an element of me that's like quite like to have a little break and um just enjoy this album I'm also another part of me is majorly like I really just want to get in and make more stuff and be looking onto the next album um because I think yeah it's just exciting and it, it makes me really happy to make music and hearing people that they enjoy it and it's making them feel good um I just kind of want to do more of it really because it's also very therapeutic for me as well it's like um because I do a lot of drawing as well um it's kind of like they're my two outlets um so yeah it's I kind of just want to want to get back on it really it's a shame you didn't get any of your artwork for like the album cover or anything like that that would have been a nice uh, inclusion for it yeah I think I mean I think for the first album we kind of wanted maybe more something that um, is more of like a photo, um, mm-hmm. which is what we kind of went for in the end. But I think in the future, I mean, in the next album, I'm definitely going to see about uh, more like how I can involve my art and take a more like artistic 
sort of license over the cover and um so yeah that's another thing that I'm really looking forward to as well so yeah I think see we'll probably see more of that in the in the next album hopefully amazing Okay, so I have my penultimate question for you now, which is the the hardest hitting of the lot. When I spoke to Deborah Jordan, yes, um, I don't know if you if you've listened to that conversation or if you've heard it. I would never ask you to do this. I'm just going to say what Deborah Jordan, the okay. the great Deborah Jordan, said. She said, and she prophesied, she says, when you speak to Georgie Sweet, and this yeah. was like six odd months ago, uh, she said, when you speak to Georgie Sweet, you have to ask her to, <laughs> to do her Michael McDonald impression. I'm not asking. I'm just letting you know she said it. I will now remain quiet for 30 seconds. <laughs> I mean, you choose to fill the airwaves. You're more than welcome to. I mean, get, get ready because it really is quite something. Okay. Oh my gosh, you're gonna do it. Okay. No, here we go. Here of course, we go. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> oh, brilliant. I'm gonna prepare myself. Right. We came from somewhere back in a long ago, and I ran a bug on street trying hard to recreate what I get to be creative. Once in my life. There you go. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) That was brilliant. I can't believe you did that. I'm so happy that you did it. Thank you so much. (laughs) I tell you what, though, I get a lot of practicing with my dad as well because um, we do have Michael McDonald impression uh, competitions (laughs) (laughs) and I do tend to win. So I'm waiting for you to say, so when you talk to my dad for one of these episodes in six months' time, you make sure to ask him. I want you to be the judge of who will win. (laughs) Thank you so much. That is... (laughs) <laughs> I can't believe you did that. I'm so happy. Um, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. <laughs> so to, to close out our conversation, um, we, we discussed the idea of a, of a closing song for you to, to, to send everyone home happy with. So yes. may I ask if you've had time to, to pick something? Yes, I think I'm going to go for Deserve Something. Um, it's probably one of my favourites from the album. It's just the lyrics mean quite a lot to me. Um, yeah, sort of... Uh, a, a sort of love song to my mum when she was younger um and me sort of telling her that uh everything is going to be all right soon um so yeah I think that's the one I'd quite like to finish on if that's all right it's a perfect closer thank you so much for your time I've I've I really enjoyed hanging out um I'm you so too. thrilled for your your success and this, this is wonderful wonderful album so uh congratulations and thank you so much for your time Dee. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Sweet song. You. Sweet song. You. Oh